We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. The, the stairs are right behind and you can hear if someone is there. So I always like was like, oh my God, what if I like, what if I see the little boy? <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of a Spooky Tales, the podcast all about spooky, spooky things. And MJ's back. Yay! It's Yay. been a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes it has for you and maybe me. I don't know. So it was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything. Um, <laughs> it's all gone now. <laughs> Today, we are talking about haunted stories from Uruguay. But first, before we do that, we do have a listener story. And also, I just want to remind everyone that if you want to help us financially support the show, you can do that on Patreon uh, or you can do that on Supercast. Super, oh my God, I'm stuttering. Supercast uh, works with Spotify. And you'll get the ad-free episodes and bonus episodes straight to your Spotify feed. Uh, those are both linked in the show notes. All right. And um, what else? What else? Uh, thank you, everyone that is uh, tagging us in their stories on Spotify Wrapped. Those are so fun to see. Mm-hmm. Also, I love seeing the podcast that people are listening Two that listen to us as well because they're like the some of the fav- some of my favorites as well. So mm-hmm. that's been fun. <laughs> uh, shout out to Susto and Gespuki and yes. uh, what else was on there? Relatos de la Noche, one of one of our faves. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of our faves. On to our listener story. Uh, this was sent via email. If you have any stories that you want us to read on the podcast, email is pukitos at gmail.com. You can also DM us on any of our socials. You can also chat with us on Discord. Nobody ever uses it and everyone only uses it for Reddit on Wiki. So if you know you want to pop in and say hi to us, you can. It's linked in the show notes. <laughs> I also have a channel for spooky recommendations and a channel for the book club. Um, so you can see what book we're reading for the current book club. Um, I'm done with the book uh, just because I borrowed it from the library. And then uh, then it was suddenly due. And like I got a notification that it was due in like three days. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I had to read it, um, obviously, because then it was going to be like a month before I could get it again. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, that's why I finished it. And the book, again, is Gods of Jade and Shadow by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. Uh, the reason we chose it, it has a lot of the a lot of the creatures and stories we've talked about on Spooky Tales. And it's just a fun book. Also, we love Silvia Moreno Garcia mm-hmm. on this podcast. So <laughs> Yes, we're huge fans. Yeah, and you still have time to finish the book and then, you know, listen to our book club episode because MJ and Carmen are still reading. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to get through a few chapters today, I promise. Yeah, we said it was the book for busy people, so. Checks out. Yeah, (laughs) checks out. (laughs) Okay, now on to the listener's story. Again, you can email us your story or DM us. All right, so this is, and they sent in their own name to stay anonymous. And the name that this uh, listener chose was Valdemar. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> so this is from Valdemar <laughs> and they said so I've been experiencing what I think is an entity attaching itself to me 
There's been an increase in shadow people following me at work and watching me at home. But the worst thing is that at night it tries to infest me while I lie awake because anxiety. The best way to describe it is waterboarding, but with darkness instead of water. Ah, that sounds terrible. That sounds Um, scary. Yeah. The only thing that gets it to stop is when I pray for help. Now for the scary part. I'm sorry, the the rest of it wasn't scary. Oh, jokes on me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so um, when all this started, my mom was getting sued. And the way my mom described this lady was just pure hatred where her heart should be. We've been on the lookout for any hex bags because I think this woman's hate has manifested something that is targeting my family. And similar to how MJ has described herself as a beacon to spirits, I'm a beacon for evil spirits. That sucks. Wow. No. (laughs) Wow. I think because I was the emotional crutch for my family and the one everyone directed toward their anger towards. Um, and then they said, I'll keep you updated on the situation. So, yes, Baltimore, let us know if this has gotten better or not. That's terrible. That is, yeah, that um, is terrible. That's a lot of pressure. No wonder uh, anxiety is happening. <laughs> hmm. There's ways to send it, that energy back and that lady's negativity. But I think you have to either pray or do it like a limpieza and something to be like this is your energy back and it comes to them like what was it like sevenfold or three times or something yes yes put your put your little vasito of agua behind your door so that all that energy goes towards that cup and not yourself Mm -hmm. um that's a thing so try that i would try that Mm -hmm. um yeah so now uh on to our episode before we get into the scary stories uh i do have some info from uruguay because you know what i don't know anything about uruguay no (laughs) um just that it's in south america (laughs) same unfortunately so um we've been watching the world cup uh we saw mexico not make it to the round of 16 and that's what you get for putting your faith in Mexican men. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Learned our lesson. We did. Uh, that's the first time since 1986. So basically our entire lifetime, they've made it at least to the round of 16. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they don't do that in our lifetime. The last time they were kicked out in the early stages was 1986. So uh, enough about Mexico, though. Sorry. I just uh, like a typical Mexican. I always bring Mexico, Mexico up. so yes it's been an emotional roller coaster you know soccer is big in latin america so i'm sure we're not the only ones watching i have gotten some replies from some of the people and my stories when i post (laughs) about the world cup anyway (laughs) so um i hope the the team that you're rooting for has made it out of group stage if you were rooting for mexico like us yeah no (laughs) we didn't make it anyway I'm sure those watching the World Cup have noticed that Uruguay, they are a football powerhouse. Um, They are the first country to ever host and win the World Cup. I didn't know that. (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah, they're they're good. Their team, um, all good looking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what you watch the World Cup for, then you better be rooting for Uruguay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, not much, not much is known for myself about this country other than it's in the middle of Argentina and Brazil. Um, so yeah, that's why we're sharing some uh, stories for, and myths from Uruguay today. Um, but first, some fun facts. So Uruguay is the smallest Spanish-speaking country in South America. And Portuguese is also spoken in the country. It's like another major language. Didn't know that. Uruguay fully gained independence in 1828 and apparently was annexed by Brazil in 1825, but it did gain independence from Spain in 1811 and was not fully independent until 1828. And then it also had a, a stint of that it was part of Argentina from 1825 to 1828. So <laughs> I didn't know that. Interesting. It has the longest national anthem in the world. It's five minutes long. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even though Uruguay is a small country or such a small country, they send the most troops to the United Nations for peacekeeping missions. Wow. Uruguay comes from the Guarani, or is it Guarani? Guarani, I'm guessing. I think it's Guarani. I heard Guarani, but... Oh, thank you. Yes. I'm going to pretend I didn't know that. Or that I did know that. I'm going (laughs) to trust you, MJ. (laughs) Don't trust me. (laughs) Because I could be wrong. (laughs) Too late. So uh, the name Uruguay comes from the Guarani word for the Uruguay River, which means river where the bird lives or river of painted birds. I guess it could mean any of these following things. Sorry. River of the snails or the winding river. The Guarani are the indigenous people that, uh, sorry, the indigenous to Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay, what we call those things today, which were not, you know, that before. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. What do you have? Do you have a ghost story or do you have how much stuff do you have? I have one ghost story because every time I looked up stories from Uruguay, it was the same topic uh, you were covering. I was like, well, there's not a oh, lot. Unfortunately, okay. there's not a lot. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is uh, as mixed with like Argentina. Yes, that too. too. I saw that and I was like, um, but it's a lot of stuff like you were going to cover or or things that we went over when we talked about Argentina. Okay, yeah, I I saw that. I found that, too. Um, How about you go first, and then I'll go. Okay, so I got this story from yourghoststories.com, and it's by user dogs, (laughs) D-O-G-G with the Z at the end. Okay. And and it goes, now, this took place many, many years ago. I just don't speak about it too often, as people tend to discredit you and tend to think you're losing it. The haunted house I live in was overseas when my family tried living back in our homeland, Uruguay. 17 years ago, I was living back in my birth country, Uruguay, in the capital, Montevideo. Oh, hey, that's where my story's from. (laughs) Oh, got a link already. Awesome. For the last 2.5 years that my family lived there was spent living in our family home that my parents purchased. The house is haunted by the ghost of the first homeowner. In fact, it was the first lady of the house. We found out through a neighbor history and she had passed away in the house peacefully in her sleep. The family had her wake service there as well. That's like very old school. Oh my God. Are we going to... This, does this house have a name? I don't know. Mm, okay. I'm suspicious that it might be the same place I'm talking about, but 
I don't have the first lady in my story, but I'm curious to know, because if not, then this is interesting that this our city has two haunted houses by a like political figure. <laughs> I don't know if this is a pol- what is it? What is would it be? Well, you pol- said the first lady, right? Well, no, it's the first lady of the 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 of the house. Oh my god, I was thinking first lady like president. Okay, okay, my bad. Go on, ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> For the first year and a bit, all I had experienced was the feeling as if someone was in my room, and I would be the only one home alone in my room. There had been a few nights where I've woken up all of a sudden and could feel like someone was in the room with their eyes on me. I felt. I felt it was that bad that I never wanted to turn around because it also felt like a bad energy vibe. Then in the last six months that we lived there before returning to Australia is where I really started to believe that there was a ghost in the house because it's about the time I started to hear footsteps going up to the master bedroom. Mm. I know that the wood creaks with weather change, but I know it wasn't wood creaking because the steps would sound one after the other. I used to hear it mostly late at night time, and it sounded like the sound was going up. So to me, it sounded as though someone was walking up the steps. There was one week where my family was away on a camping holiday. I stayed home alone for the entire week. I'd be chilling at home in my room, watching my little black and white TV. I know, bad. I would, <laughs> I would see a dark figure walk past my twin bedroom doors. The doors had frosted glass in the middle of the door frames plus two big frosted glass windows on either side of my bedroom doors. I would see this dark figure walk past the entire length. The first time I saw it, I thought my parents had come back early because I thought it was one of them that had walked past. I ran to the door, opened them up, and no one was home. I also started to hear footsteps going up the other set of stairs in the kitchen area, which led to the maid quarters and the laundry room. There was a whole other room past that that we used as storage. These steps in the kitchen only had wooden planks as steps. They were being held up by a huge metal frame as the backbone of these wooden planks set across this frame. I could hear actual steps and to me it sounded like someone was walking up. One morning I thought we had a break in because I found the patio door in the kitchen unlocked and open. I've always been a bit of a home security freak. I check things too three times to make sure everything is locked. The door is important to check because city homes back in Montevideo are all joined by one wall. The square block, every house has access to the roof and therefore neighbors' roofs as well. Anyone who happened to be on our neighborhood block could gain access to my house by jumping down in our patio and you're in. Not a long drop if you want to rob the place and walk out the front door. So that's, (laughs) that's not fun. That's like apartment buildings almost. Yeah. So I used to check this door religiously before going to bed. One morning I found it unlocked and opened slightly ajar. I freaked out thinking someone had broken in. I ran around and checked everything. The VCR, TV, stereo, everything of value was still in its place. Talking to my mom once, I told her about the store experience that morning and she admits that this has happened to her a few times. To (gasps) me, it felt... (laughs) That's a sign, you guys. Like, get out. <laughs> yes. To me, it felt as though she just made herself present to me. I never once got a message or heard any voices. The only sounds I overheard, I, I always heard was both set of stairs. She wasn't a community, communicative ghost from my experience. She just liked to make her presence felt. 
My mom admitted to me once when we spoke about it that she and some of my family members did a Ouija board seance and got her spirit. The lady spirit told my mom in the seance that this was her first family home and that she loved the house so much. At that time, my parents were thinking of moving back to Australia and the spirit told her that she didn't want my mom to leave because she looked after the house well, like she used to. You see, my mom is a clean freak. Every day she was cleaning the house and my mom loves to have things in order and in its place. I think that's why the lady ghost loves my mom being there. So that is weird. Yes. He felt like a bad energy vibe. So I I don't know. Maybe he was messy and the ghost is like, I don't like you. Right? Because <laughs> she liked the mom and the fact that she kept it tidy and clean. And But for him, she's like, I felt like the eyes are on me and it felt like a bad vibe. It's like, clean your room. Clean your room. <laughs> That's why it didn't That's like him. It's it's- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say the the windows like on the on the room are mm-hmm. so scary. My um the way my grandma's house is in, in Mexico, mm-hmm. um the room that we always stay in is like the stairs are there's a, with two windows so you can mm-hmm. see, you know, everything. And I'm always terrified at night because I'm, you know, a weenie. A weenie ass bitch. That's me. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so scared. And and because you know the marble ghost boy stories, mm-hmm. right? And so the stairs are right behind one of those windows. And you can see, you know, people pass by. And I'm always like terrified that like at night someone's gonna you know i'm gonna yeah, see like a shadow or something from the window <laughs> oh, no. uh, i never have but it's it's yeah i don't like that i don't like windows in or like glass Bedroom doors, doors inside right? a yeah. home i yeah they just scare me because i'm like dude because if you're in the light and then you just turn your head and you look through the the glass window or door in, in inside the house and you could like look into the hallway or something and you see uh no no yeah mm-mm <laughs> Mm-mm. it's terrifying uh, I mean, <laughs> and even more so because they say you know the, the the stairs are right behind and you can hear if someone is there so i always like was like oh my god what if i like what if i see the little boy yeah no and then like you also like uh windows also act like mirrors sometimes and everybody always says mirrors are like gateways and like portals mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like why would you have that in the middle of your home yeah it doesn't make any sense i don't like that <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm always terrified of seeing something I don't like, which is why before it like even gets dark, I always close all my blinds. I'm like, I don't want to see, even if it's like a a regular ass human just like looking at me from like across the way. I don't want to see that either. (laughs) Yeah. The other day, what was it? It was the day before Thanksgiving. Um, We have some friends in Seattle and she has family in um, not in Vancouver, but like I don't know, probably 30 minutes away from my house. Mm -hmm. And um, she was dropping off these really good sandwiches from uh, Seattle. And there's, it's like a really, they're like Japanese sandwiches and Mm -hmm. they're wrapped all cute. And like, they're only open until they run out of sandwiches Mm -hmm. and they close. And there's always like a line going Mm -hmm. in. I forgot the name of this place, but it's amazing. So she was dropping us off a box of uh, these sandwiches. And I didn't know that, um, she didn't tell anyone. It was because she was trying to surprise us. And none of our phones were near us. And I was taking uh, Sammy to the room, I think. And it was like, I don't know, 10 p.m. at night. And so I was coming back from taking Sammy to the uh, his crib. And I looked 
I like glanced outside of the window and kind of like saw someone pass. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what is that? And then I looked and then I saw them and they just scared me because I didn't expect to see them uh, <laughs> outside of the window. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And then I screamed and then Kyle came running and then I was just laughing after that because <laughs> it was all ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't do well being scared, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There's a high chance that I'm just going to scare everyone. I'm going to be the one to scare everyone because I'm acting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, like every person, adult person in my life have has always tried to scare me. They never get me. But the people who always get me is my kids, man. My daughter, like when she walks, you, you, you don't hear anything. She has the lightest footsteps ever. And then you turn around and she's there and you're just like there like dying. <laughs> from a heart attack <laughs> yeah I'm like where where did you come from it's just like <laughs> mommy's soul left her body but thanks <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our little haunted break i want to give a shout out to the amazing patrons supporting us over on patreon and especially our newest patron nelly and thank you to the rest of our amazing patrons, Alex and Asriel, Maribel, Gina, Mimi, Diana, Ashes, Anne, Janie, Michelle, Monica, Modesto, Perla, Jesenia, Dalia, Rene, Iris, Ghostrin, and Madtown Charity. Your support means the world to us. If you want to join the Patreon, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash tales. You'll gain access to bonus episodes. We try to do two a month, but always at least one. You get to vote on the movie night uh, polls where you choose the movie night that we're going to be watching and monthly goodies like stickers. And if you join the highest tier, no mames, super serious and spooky, then you get an exclusive keychain. But don't worry. If you cannot support us monetarily, then you are not missing out on anything. The best support that you can give us is just listening to our episodes here. So thank you for doing that. Okay, and then I have um, I have one short story and then one longer one, which is a really good one. So the first short one is just folklore from Uruguay and, and Argentina. It's popular in both places, but this is La Luz Mala. So the evil lights is what it like translates directly to, right? And mm -hmm. so according to legend, these lights are... In like the countryside, um, they can appear either in the mountains or like, you know, just on the countryside. Mm -hmm. And they're either like red or really bright and like almost white looking and, you know, like shiny. And uh, depending on your beliefs um, of like who's telling you the story, right? It's either good spirits or bad. Uh, the white light are good spirits and the red light are bad spirits. Um, They are believed to be like the souls of people that are deceased and the lights have been known to like chase people. <laughs> oh, what the hell? And there are different theories about what the lights do, uh, have you, or what the lights are or represent. Um, some people believe that the lights represent people who didn't have a proper Christian burial. Some people just believe they're just like the souls of people roaming or whatever. Some people believe you can defeat the lights with a knife, what? not a gun, a knife. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, some believe that it's the devil. And there is... Have you heard of Will-O-Wisp? Yes. That's what these are, basically. Okay. Yeah. There is, you know, like the scientific explanation is that there's decomposing bodies and um, 
the light. I don't know. I don't know how. I think that that's a stretch. <laughs> I, I, Hold I've on. heard that one too, and I'm like, that's you've heard it too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Mm. so um, Me- what is it? Methane gas or something? <laughs> yeah. So let me give you the science explanation from Wikipedia because I don't know how to say this myself. <laughs> so um. Science proposes that will-o'-wisp phenomena are caused by the oxidation of phosphine, diphosphane, and methane. And these compounds uh, are produced by organic decay um, because, and they can cause photon emissions. And so those photon emissions are these lights. Mm. Yes. Also, it could be electrical phenomena, which I'm more inclined to believe, mm-hmm. I think. Interacting with methane marsh gas, apparently, um, is another possibility. But these le- folklore behind these lights are, you know, everywhere, not just Uruguay mm-hmm. and um, Argentina. It's just that in these, in Uruguay and Argentina, they're believed to be the souls of deceased people that are either, either evil or good. Um, and it's called a luz mala. In Mexico, these lights are said to be, this is where there's buried treasure. Have you heard that? Yes, I've heard that too. Okay, okay, I thought so. And those are the only two that I'm familiar with, but there is stories about this everywhere, including that one movie with the red-headed girl and it's a Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. What is it called? Um, Uh, Brave? Brave. Is it Brave? I think it's Brave. Oh, wow. Look at us remembering something amazing. Who knew? Look at us. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. Look at us. Yeah, it's that magic mind drink that I tried. No. <laughs> yeah, I drank them. And honestly, I don't know if it was the placebo effect, but I felt like more or less brain fogged. That made no sense the way I said it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I got you because same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, those lights. I don't know. I'm more inclined to believe the electrical stuff. Yeah, but then it's like if it if it I, I've also heard ball lightning too there's like this phenomenon where lightning comes together and it forms like a sphere oh yeah that's that's probably what this is too then no i would imagine oh okay here's another theory another theory states that it could be the reflection of the light against the bones of dead animals but locals have always been incredibly scared of getting next to this area so it's not really fully explored like what the lights are Mm. exactly um, but yeah, you wouldn't catch me going towards these lights. I no. would be moving away from them. And they like chase people? No. Would I try to dig for treasure, though, if I saw a light like that? I think so. I think so. Maybe. <laughs> if I had a shovel handy, yeah. Depending how much, mo- <laughs> how much I needed money. <laughs> um, okay, so this next story was wild, and I was very excited to cover it. So this is about El Castillo y de Arte Borda. That's an old mansion. It looks like a castle, so I guess that's why they called it a castle, but it's really more like a mansion. So this story has it all, an assassination, ghosts, and a cursed wedding. Everything. Yeah. Uh, So there's an old mansion in Montevideo, Uruguay, the capital, Mm -hmm. and um, this mansion has uh, come to be known as El Castillo y de Arte Borda. Uh, and that's because it's named after the man who had this mansion built. And he, of course, he had the intention to live in it. It was going to be his home. But sadly, this never happened. So Juan Bautista Idiarte Borda, 
was Uruguay's 17th president and the only Uruguayan president to ever have been assassinated in office. Idiarte Borda was a member of the Partido Colorado, the Red Party, which had dominated Uruguayan politics for years. Uh, in March of 1894, the then-president Julio Herrera y Obes resigned at the end of his term, and there was not a clear successor because none of the presidential candidates had received enough votes to win. So then, Duncan Antonio Stewart served as interim president for 21 days until March 21st, 1894, it was then determined that Idiarte Borda had received 47 votes and you needed 45 to win. So he won the race. And his presidency was not a long one, but it was a difficult one. The official civil war had been over in 1851, but there were still small battles happening until 1904. And um, again, he became president in 1894, so kind of in the middle of all of this. His own party, the Red Party, was, was struggling. There was like factions happening. It was breaking off into, you know, factions. Mm -hmm. There were also financial and political struggles in Uruguay because, you know, there had been a civil war. So despite all this, Idiarte, he managed to establish a national bank and develop the port of Montevideo. But on August 25th, 1897, Idiarte Borda was leaving church when he was approached by a man named Adelindo Arendodo, and he pointed his revolver at Idiarte Borda and fired. Idiarte pretty much died immediately. The bullet destroyed his neck, so he wasn't going to make it at all. Eek. The assassin had been identified as a potential assassin like months earlier. Someone's like, hey, keep your eye on this guy. He looks like he has plans to kill the president and nothing was done. <laughs> so mm, weird. Uh, and this man, the assassin, had also been tied to the president that uh, followed Idiarte Borda, Jose Batie y Ordoñez. So it was never proven, but they believed that he was working with him to assassinate Idiarte Borda. Uh, but nothing was ever done to the next president. So uh, while he was in a president or the president, Juan Bautista Idiarte Borda had sent for the construction of his would-be castle in 1896. He, was, he would never live in it um, because it was completed after his assassination. His widow, Doña Matilde Idiarte Borda, moved into the mansion in 1897 after his assassination. Mm -hmm. And she was the first to say that she was seeing her deceased husband roam the house. Oh. Yes. And so she says that she saw his spirit in the second and third floor the most, but especially in the tower. So there's a tower, like there's uh, the main floor, the second floor, the third floor. Um, and then like on the left of this house, there's like a whole ass tower. It's very weird looking. But the highest floor, the tower, that's where she would see him the most. 
And after her death, the house remained abandoned for a few years, several years. It's also suspected, though this has never been proven, but it is suspected that from 1973 to 1985, this mansion was used for the torture and detention of those opposing the regime. But there is no concrete evidence of that. And then, in the late 1990s, an event organizer company bought the mansion, restored it, renovated it, with the intention of hosting weddings here. (laughs) And this is when even stranger occurrences began. Event workers often heard footsteps when no one else was near them. The sound of chains dragging across the floor. Obviously, no chains chains nearby, right? Mm -hmm. And there had been many tales of a bloody figure appearing throughout the house. Oh, weird. So this uh, following story takes place when when the house or when the sorry, when that when the mansion was uh, a wedding venue. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember the word venue. (laughs) Uh, So. In 2000, a couple was getting ready to have their dream wedding. They had found the perfect location, a historic, rustic, but beautiful castle. They were set on this place. It had even been owned by a former president. The wedding day came and the guests filled their seats and waited for the bride and groom to make their entrance. The bride wanted to retouch her makeup quickly before it was time to walk down the aisle she went into the bathroom and second later, seconds later, a piercing scream was heard throughout the mansion. The groom, the wedding party, ran toward the scream and they saw as the bride opened the bathroom door. She was crying. She was pale. She could barely manage a word. Frantically, she pointed at the door, the bathroom door, and said a bl- there was a bloody man in the bathroom. Oh. The groom went inside, saw no one. It is believed that she had encountered former president Idiarte, his ghost. That is scary. Right? (laughs) And it would make sense if it was him and he was all bloody because he was shot in the neck. Mm -hmm. So that was the last wedding held in the castle. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible, but it's funny. Right. Uh, In 2012, the Commission of Culture and Legacy of Uruguay was set to purchase the castle and maintain it as a historical site. But that never happened. So it seems to be abandoned today. It'd be cool if someone could purchase it, restore it and just do like paranormal tours. They really should. That would be a great, great um, tourist income thingy. Yeah, what is it called? Des- destination. I don't yeah, it's where's the destination? Yes, <laughs> you can't even think of it right now. Income like, thingy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, I would love if they ever did that to add it to my list of places that I need to go mm-hmm. <laughs> visit. Um, but yeah, that was that was um a bloody wedding story. <laughs> oh my god! I think that's like a sign. Like, girl, don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> right? Imagine that. I'm sorry, but the ghost said, no, I can't marry you. (laughs) Something fishy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Traumatizing for sure. (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, that uh, I think those are all of our stories. Mm, That that felt short. Hmm, Yeah. Uruguay, there's not a lot on, on it. I don't know if we have any listeners that, you know, have some either descendants of area or 
or Uruguayans from and there. Some, yeah. yeah. But like, if you have stories, tell us. It was so hard to look for a story from Uruguay. Like, yeah, because everything mentioned Argentina stories that we already yeah. talked about. And and when I went to like, what is it, your ghost stories.com or whatever, there was that mm-hmm. one single story. That was the only that one. That was the only one. Wow. So you guys, come on, we need some representation and for Uruguay. Yes, okay. <laughs> and send them in. If you have any friends that are from there, tell them, hey, they need their stories, your paranormal, whatever stories, at folklore, local folklore that we would not know of. Send it in. I don't think I've ever met anyone from Uruguay yeah, personally. So I don't think so. I have either. And there's like literally like um maybe five paranormal uh stories from there. And it's really short. Um so again, send them in if you find any. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> but uh do you have any spooky recommendations this week? Um no, uh, aside from, uh, but I think everybody's already doing this, watching Wednesday. I love that show. Oh, yeah. Carmen and I talked about it in last week's episode. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything else. Um, well, I watched the movie Barbarian. And oh, yeah, let me yeah, tell yeah. you, that was a wild ass ride. Uh, insane. <laughs> Pure madness. Oh, my God. Um, but it was good. I, I want to watch it again just. You know, sometimes you watch something and I'm like, maybe I missed something, but it was good. Um, it does not it did not go in the direction I thought it was going to. And I really liked how, you know, you're following one character first and mm-hmm. you met, then you meet her meeting, you know, the person there. And then that kind of ends and it just like kind of goes to someone else. And I'm like, what? Justin Long, um, he, it goes to him after mm-hmm. uh, the these first people. And, and then I'm like, what is happening? Did I miss something? Uh, and then then you go back. Then he meets up with like the first girl that arrives at this house. And it's it's weird. It was funny at times, but it was also like super creepy. And, you know, the real villain of the story is not the horrifying character that you see and you meet. So, yeah, I don't want to spoil anymore because I accidentally, you know, I feel like everyone's already watching it, but uh-huh. I accidentally did a ton of Wednesday spoilers when I talked about it. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't watched Wednesday, come on. Me and my daughter are obsessed with her little dance. And my daughter. I love that. Yeah, my, she choreographed yes, that. Yes. And, and my daughter, like, watches YouTube videos and copies the dance. So that's what we've been doing all week. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. And I was if like, you can, I need to see her doing it. Oh, I will. I was her. like, I even have like <laughs> on my um Amazon wish list, like once Christmas is over, is like this very, like a, a black uh, Peter Pan collar dress that looks very much Wednesday like. And I was like, girl, I'm getting that for you. And we're going to, we're going to record and you're going to be your spooky self because she loves spooky. Like, uh, she's, oh, I love she's it. She's into I love spooky it. stuff so much. And she was like, mom, next year I want to be Samara. Okay. And I want to scare people. And I was like, done. Oh my God. That's done. so funny. I, I was like, yeah. done. We're doing it. We're going to choreograph your moves too and make them all like weird. <laughs> I wish that I had pictures um, from when Carmen and I were Wednesday and Jueves Adams again. <laughs> 
I was apparently not allowed. There was there could not be two Wednesdays. And instead of saying one could be Wednesday and one could be Miércoles Adams, my family made me Jueves Adams. And that's what they called me that entire Halloween. Also that Halloween, I accidentally got into someone else's car. How I'm still alive, I don't know. <laughs> it's a wild time. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun time, but yeah, we were we were both Wednesday Adams. Um, so, but I I don't have the pictures anymore. I'm so sad. Oh no, I, yeah. I you know I have there like I used to do a lot of creepy like um back in high school like everyone was doing like the the very sexy costumes and I was like oh let me scare somebody with put blood all over myself. Nice. <laughs> I went the gory route. I've always been the gory route. But like I used to do like these crazy FX makeup. The only one I have is like this F- FX makeup I did on my husband when we first got together. But I used to do it for a lot of people and I don't have any of the pictures. Like what happened? Damn. Yeah. You know, what's funny during because uh, Halloween always landed on like spirit week. And so I always everyone had like really cute costumes mm-hmm. in my dumb. Like once I was a prisoner, so I just had like a prison costume, but mm-hmm. like a really baggy prison costume, not like, you know, something that mm-hmm. someone would classify as like, oh, that's a sexy costume. Like, no, it was. a. <laughs> no, I never did. Another like, time I was costume. a baby, but I had like a giant diaper. Um <laughs> Yeah. I love it. But see, like, I feel like everybody does sexy costumes, which is fine and dandy. You know, you do you. But I love horror-based costumes that really, like, get into detail and really low-key scare you. Like, you know it's a costume, but it's like, I don't want to be sitting next to you. And I love humor costumes. Those are my top two. Same, same. Like, um, I did do Adam's Family, like, yes, two I years love ago, that. and that has been my favorite costume. I cannot top it. Um, we were all just perfect for it, and I loved being Morticia. Um, I, however, Carmen was Morticia the same year, but she didn't take a good picture of herself. She also wasn't with me, because <laughs> <laughs> um, it was 2020. It was the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. we couldn't visit each other, but... Um, Carmen does a really good Morticia face. You know how she has like a long mm-hmm. face and it's serious. I can't do that. And so when I, when I was trying to do that and she was like, okay, take a serious picture. And she's like, what the hell are you doing with your face? What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't not smile for a picture. <laughs> I, I look dumb. <laughs> no, it's like it's like sometimes you just like you're just having so much fun. You can't help but smile. Like, I get it. <laughs> I can't do no, I just those. can't do like a serious face. But Carmen's really good at it. I she have can. resting bitch face. I mean, you Carmen see my pictures, too. and I'm like, yeah. I'm, like, it's like, yeah. Even in real life, people are like, oh wow, you look so mean. But then I met you, and you're so nice. <laughs> like, thanks. I would just get um, I look lost. That's what my my face is. It's like a resting lost face. Like, <laughs> and, you know, people would be like, are you lost? Do you know where you're going? I'm like, what? Oh, no. Actually, my class is that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, a shorter one. You know, I almost added another story and I feel like now I should have, but it's obviously too late now. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, anything else to add, MJ, before we go? I was going to say something and then I forgot, so no. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's the story of our lives. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. And um, I don't know if you encounter any uh, floating lights. Either it's treasure or they're going to chase you. I don't know. <laughs> but good luck either way. Good luck either way. Stay a spooky. We'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to the Spooky supporting us on Patreon. Your support means the world to us. 
And if you want to join the Patreon and get bonus episodes, monthly goodies in the mail, and more, go over to patreon.com slash spookytales. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina, and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out cultivatepodcastnetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our spooky merch. We have spooky shirts, we have no mamas shirts, and we have a cool hat that I just added. It's like a baseball hat, not like a hat hat. Um, we also have a beanie in there, and they just say a spooky on there, but I'm a big fan of the hat. It says a spooky in old English letters, and I love it. I wear it every day, not because I want to go around repping the podcast, but it's comfy. It's a great hat. You can go to spookytales.com store. I'm always adding new designs. But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. If you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky. Spooky.